0: Okay, thank you so much everybody for joining. I really appreciate it. I want to dedicate this share to my father-in-law, who Baruch Hashem yesterday was finally, finally released from the hospital after uh, two months of uh, being there. And we're very grateful to Rabbi Shalom that Baruch Hashem we reached this day. And uh, it's our tefillah that I uh, miss Hashem, just like you were able to come home, you'll have a complete and speedy refu shleima. B'Seach Shorch We know uh, we're up to Parshas Nossai Bezor Hashem. And uh Parsha's as we know, is the longest Parsha in the Torah. And yes. coming right after Kabbalah Tyra. Mm-hmm. You can hear it. So we have my speaker. If we uh if we look in the Parsha, there's several in that are discussed that seemingly are not related to one another. What are you doing uh, one of them right. is the Parsha of Saita. Then we have Birkas Kehanim, and we have Parsha Sanasiim. And if we uh, take a, uh, if we look superficially at least, so these three Nyonim, even though they're um, in the Parsha, they don't really have any connection. But if we take a closer look, so we'll see that what well, actually they are all connected. And the Birkas Kehanim, as we all know, so it ends with the Pesach of Isa Hashem Pano V'yoseim l'choa Says the Medrash, Godel ha-sholim, She'ein choysem called tefillah el We end every Davni with ha-mavor Israel yisrael ba-sholim. Vein choysem b'erkas k'yhanim el By it ends with shalom. We see in Chazal, many, many places, they praise the virtue of shalom. In Perkei Ovis, in this week's Perkei Aleph, the famous... Mishnah ve Shem Hillel Yeleloyme have mitamid of Oyev Shalom Veoyed Shalom Khazal say lo ymotza krisbagu khli magzik broccoli shel Elo Shalom And it's even brought down that shmoshal krisbagu Shalom Krisbagu's name is Shalom if you look in um uh, the letterhead of Rabbi Yashiv Zatzal, his name was Yosef Shalom so he never uh wrote his name Shalom, he never he never he never spelled the full word shalom. He he had uh, Lam and Vav and then there was a little dash on top because he didn't want to write down the name Shalom because that's the name of a Khrijbarakhu. And uh, And we find also that uh, in, in um, when it came to Kabbalah Satira, so it says in Masafd Deracharat's Gadaluha Shalom, Shabishhah, Sheomri Yisrael, through the of he gave them the Torah. So what is this emphasis? What's so great about shalom that it takes up such an important place in the Torah and in the life of a Yid? So to answer that, we first have to understand what exactly? is the definition of Shalom. What what does Shalom mean? What is peace? We know that the world is created with opposites. The sfarim say that every single object in the world is created from four components. There's fire, there's water, there's earth, there's wind, Mayim, Ofer, Ruach, and esh. Each one of these components, naturally, is the opposite of the other. So the water puts out the fire, and the wind makes the fire spread. And the fire, when, it's, when it touches the earth, so it scorches the earth, it destroys it. So each component really goes opposite the other. But, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world that they're able to coexist together. When each component knows what his job is, what his tafkid is, what his special role is, and he doesn't interfere with the other, then it works. And this is how the entire world is run. There's heat and there's cold, there's summer, there's winter, there's there's night, there's day. There's so many opposites. And when they come together and each one knows his place, then the world runs in a beautiful way, in perfect harmony, as we say by Mairev each night. Who knows how to set the boundaries, so that each component and each element within nature has its place and has its time. And it doesn't encroach on the other. And that's how the world runs in such a perfect way. And so that is the definition of Shalom. Shalom also when it comes to uh, between people, between humans. And that is when people realize that every single person has his role that's unique for him. And as long as I'm doing my role, and you're doing your role, and we don't look to encroach on one another, then the world is going to run in perfect harmony. But to achieve that, it takes a certain sense of humility. When a person realizes that he's not the know-all and he's not the do-all, he can't do everything and he doesn't know everything, but rather, every single person has a Tafkid, and every single person's Tafkid is unique, and I have to do my job and focus on that and not worry about what you're doing, and you have to do your job. There's a structure to the world in how Kodesh Baruch Hu created. And if we're able to be team players and realize that every single person has his role, and the role that I have, nobody else can do, then we can live together ba'achlis b'sholem. And that's why shalom is such an important concept in the Torah. Because HaKadosh Baruch wants the world to run in a certain way, and in order for the world to run, as it's meant to be, then every single element in the world, be it nature, be it humanity, has to do his job. And make sure that he's doing his job and his job only. And not to... Fight with someone else to try to get what he's doing, and when everybody's doing their part in harmony, that brings about kveit shemayim, and that's what the Rebbeinu Sholayim wants. And as we see by Matan Torah, when Klal Yisrael came together, how did Klal Yisrael receive the Torah? They came together ba'achtos ki Echad bileiv echad. They were united. So then, Hakadosh Baruch Hu said, "Okay, now, now I can give you the Torah." That I had waited to bring down to the world. Because when you're united and living together by Ahdas, I can bring down the Torah so the world can reach its Tavkin and its completion. So, with that in mind, let's take a look in the, in, in the parsha and see how this element of Shalom is so connected to the areas that we discussed before. Starting off by the parsha of Saita, to which we know the, fam- the Torah famously says that when the Kayan Writes up the parsha Saita, and she has to drink it. So says the pasuk. The El He writes down the parsha of Saita, including Hashem name, and he puts it in the cup of water. And everything is dissolved in the cup, including the name of a Baruch Hu. Say Chazal Ama Baruch Hu in order for there to be peace between a man and his wife so my name can be wiped out if we think about it it says in Pirkei Yavis there's nothing greater than there's nothing greater than bringing about Kiddush Hashem and Kavit Shechina and yet here Karish Baruch Hu says for the sake of Shalom Bayis I'm willing so to speak to degrade myself and have my name erased. We don't find this by any other place. We don't find that the man, that a person can be Michal Shabbos. We don't find that there's other eterim. But here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, for the sake of my name, for the sake of Shalom Bayis, I'm willing for my name to be erased. And the understanding is, because we know that ish If there's Shalom Bayis in the house, then there's Ashras Shchina in the house. And in order for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be Mashras Shchina. Then there has to be shalom between the husband and the wife where each one knows his job and they live together in peace and harmony. And then, shchina between them. And if there's no shalom and there's no asher shchina, so then then there's nothing in the house. So Baruch Hu for me to bring down my shchina between this husband and wife, I'm willing even for my name to be erased so that we can have shalom bayis together in this house, and then I can be Masher my in that home. And Chavis Chaim points out for here, we see from here how much a person should be careful to avoid machlekas in the home, benish Ishta between man and his wife. If a kaddish is willing to be meichel his kavod for the sake of shalom bayis, how much more so us humans should be willing to be meichel our COVID for the sake of shalom bayis. A famous story that the Chavez Chaim said over that he once wanted to visit his Rebbe, Rebbe of Grodno. And he wanted to see, it was Hanukkah, he wanted to see how his Rebbe lights Hanukkah candles. So he went to his Rebbe's house, and it came time, uh, shkiya time, and Rebbe Nochem says to him, uh, let's wait a little bit. Tzeis came by, Tzeis and Rebbe said, let's wait. Another hour passed, he says, oh, let's wait a little bit more. Finally, about two hours after Tzeis, Sir Reb Nochemke's wife walks into the house, and then he got up to light the Hanukkah candles. And afterwards, Chavetz Chaim says to him, Rabbi, I don't understand, you're such a, such a great tzaddik, a midaktik b'mitzvahs. How is it that you allowed yourself to wait so long after the Zman to light the Hanukkah candles? And Rab Nochemkeh answered him, quoting the famous Gemara in Shabbos, that if a person only has enough money for one nair, and it's, it's Erev Shabbos, so the alocha is that since you can't do both Ner Hanukkah and Ner Shabbos, so Ner Shabbos is the one that you should light. Ner Hanukkah, Adif. Why? Because it's for Shalom Bayis. We light Shabbos candles that there should be light in the house, and there should be Shalom and peace in the house through the light. And Shalom Bayis is Adif even on the Ner Hanukkah. So it says Rbnachamka. If for Shalom Bayis, so we're willing to give up Ner Shabbos. We're willing to give up Ner Hanukkah for for the sake of Shalom Bayis. So definitely, if it's a matter of just waiting, waiting to light the candles till my wife comes home, and that's going to increase the shalom bayis, so certainly I should wait. And the Chabad Chaim used to say that every person should have in his home a special fund, a special, um, a special amount of money set aside called shalom bayis money, where there's a situation where. Um, the person gets into an argument with his wife whether or not to spend something, to buy something. The wife says, yes, I feel it's a necessity. And the husband says, it's not something that we need or we can't afford. So says the Chavetz Chaim, for the sake of Shalom Bayis, make sure you have money set aside just for these types of instances. And you can, and, and take money from that fund, from the Shalom Bayis fund. And then it becomes not a luxury, it becomes a necessity because Shalom Bayis is a necessity. And I saw in the Savior of Zilberstein, he brings a beautiful story, just talking about Shalom Bayez, and how a person is supposed to be Mechabit, his wife, that uh, the Rav in, in London, England, e. Dunner, the father of Dayan uh, Donner, so he had a beautiful minute in his house every Friday night, so when they would sing Eshes Chayel, they would reach the Pasuk, Rabbis is Eshesu Chayel, the atolis Sal Kulana, so the entire family, they would point their fingers at the, uh, at the wife, at the Rebetzin, and, and they would point to her, and they would say, Vaat alisal isal to give her that special feeling, on the Friday night, that she's special, and she is, so to speak, the matriarch and the royal queen of the home. Just a beautiful minute that they had in their family. And, he brings another beautiful story, we know the name of B'kiva Eger, is always associated with uh, great Gaina's, with, uh, with the great Mepharish, the great Ahrein on the, on the Gemara. But there's another thing from B'Kiveger and that is his tremendous Midas. B'kveger's, uh wife, first wife died at a young age. And there's a letter that he wrote following the death of his wife. It seems like there were Rabbanim in his town who were urging him to remarry. And he writes in a letter like this, Do they consider me so evil-hearted that I would hurry to do a shidduch during my days of mourning? Can I forget the love of the wife of my youth, my perfect wife, whom Hashem granted his servant in order to establish from her proper offspring children? May they live and be well. She helped me attain the little taira that I acquired. She concealed from me the worries of earning a livelihood so as not to interrupt me from Havaydas Hashem as I unfortunately see and understand now. She walked a son and a daughter with me to the chuppah in happiness and joy. And now that she has returned to Kaddish Baruch Hu's house, so she's being satiated from the fruit of her deeds in joy and peace. While I am bereaved and afflicted. And he goes on to write, which human being knows better than I what a tzadeikas and a tznuah she was? Many times we discussed matters of Yerash Shemaim until the middle of the night. My wound is severe, my world has become dark, and all happiness has departed from me. So this is the great Mkveger, describing his love and affection to his wife. And it's so interesting, that this, the guy Nailam, the Rabban Shokal Yisrael, he writes that he would study with his wife, Yir Hashemayim. And this really ties into the same idea, that in, a, in in the Jewish home, we each have our role, and obviously the husband's role, primarily, is to bring about the Tyre and the Ruchnius. But, if he understands and appreciates his, ro- his wife's role in that as well, and he takes her opinion into consideration, and he tries to bring her Nachas in his conduct, then that certainly is an extra mile of Shalom Bayis like we see here by the great of And then we find birkas koyanim. The, 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 the bracha that the koyanim say, Asher Kiddushonu B'mitzvah Y'sav, it's a very unusual bracha the word ahava is unusual we don't say this by any other mitzvah we don't say it by tfilin. we don't say it by tzitzis but here by there's a special halacha that has to be done with ahava the, the Bura Paskins Halila has a syne he has someone that he doesn't like in the shul He's not allowed to go up to Duchening Because that is not the way it's supposed to be done. It has to be done. It's a halacha that it's me'akev. That birchaz Kehanim has to be done with love. With love for Klai Yisrael. And what's the understanding here? So the Nesil Shalom explains that the point of a birchaz Kehanim and the point really of any bracha is a person feels a connection to the other person and he tries through his love to him to be me'oyer ha'ashba from shamayim on that person. We find this concept by Yitzchak Gavinu when he wanted to give the brachas to Esau eventually he gave it to Yaakov. So he says to him, Cook for me the food that I love because then, after I enjoy from you, then that brings about a special kirva and with that love that I developed, the affinity that I developed to you, I'm able to shower you with the brachas. And as he says later on, G'shodna ushko li he wanted to feel the connection of Kesha to him so that he should be able to be a mashpi on him. And it's well known the Hasidim, when they go to the Rebbe to get a bracha, they bring in a kvittel. So it's always accompanied with a pidyon, with a certain sense, a certain sum of money. And this is not something that's, uh, uh, that's new to today, but this has been going on really from the early days of Hasidim. And, and the reasoner, Rebbe, explained that the reason behind this is the same idea. When the chassid gives his Rebbe a matana, so then, the rebbe develops a love to the chassid, and he gets the koyach from being who he is, being the fact that he's a mashpia and he's the rebbe. Now that he developed the connection through the matana to the chassid, he's able to Mashpiyah on him a bracha, and that is the point of a pidyon. So, Aaron Akoyan, we know as we said before, Oyev Shalom Veroidev Shalom. Aaron Akoyan was somebody who was infused with love for Klal Yisrael, with love for each and every single Jew. That was who he was. And through his love, he was able to get the Koyach to bench Klal Yisrael, as we see here in the parsha, And that Koyach he transmitted to his children, the Kayanim, till this very day. That they're able to be mashpia from his Kedusha, from Aaron HaKoyim's Kedusha, to HaTeklal Yisrael in the name of a Baruch Hu. But it's only on condition that they have the love. The love that Aaron Akron had for Klal Yisrael. And therefore, they say in the bracha, Yisrael It's a tanai. That only with the hava, it's an integral component, then they have the ability to shower Klal Yisrael with the bracha. And as it says, Yesah Hashem ponav elecha v'yoseim and Chazal ask in the medrash, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Asher lo Yisra ponim, is not nice upon him." He doesn't look the other way. He remembers things. So, how can we say that? And the answer is that it's true. Normally, he's not nice upon him. But when there's Shalom and Achdus and Ava and Yisrael, then that Ava is M'oirer, M'oirer Ava by Baruch Hu, in Shemayim, And as the Possach says, I'll Ava. Baruch Hu. through that love, that's Mis'erer from down here. And it's Mashbia up there. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Okay, now, taka, I'm going to look the other way. Isa Hashem And as the Pesach continues, V'samu'es somewhere B'nei Yisrael Vaniya Varchem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name, as we said, is Shalom. When we incorporate Shalom among ourselves, then, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Then, I can shower you with all the brachas. The uh, Chavitz Chaim had a Talmud who was Misham Hashim, the last year of his life. And he said over this story that it was Shavuos, the last Shavuos of the Chavitz Chaim's life and he was Duchening in the small minion that was in his house, he was already very old and very shvach. And the Talmud notices that the Chavetz Chaim, after duchening is over, he's still holding his hands out. And finally, so the family members told him, "Tata, you could, you could, uh, you could, you could bring your ha- Rabbi, you could bring your hands down." And afterwards, he asked the family members, and they explained to him that the Chavetz Chaim has such a love for klauya's Yisrael that he finds it hard to stop benching them by duchening. And that Torah was the, was the final duchem that the, that the Chavetz Chaim did. And that was the legacy, his legacy that we have to always be Ba'achtus and ba'ava with Kal Yisrael. And finally, at the end of the parsha, we have, the parashas HaNasim and the Mefarshim all bring out, they all point out that the tremendous arichas that the Torah goes through to talk about the karbonas that every single one of the Nasi brought. And every single one is, is delineated in detail exactly what he brought. And we know, though, that each one brought the same exact carbon. There was no difference in anything that they brought. And yet the Torah lists each single one again and again and again, which is, of course, the Parshas and Nassim that we laying on Hanukkah and on Chaydesh Nissan. So the Chavetz Chaim says like this, earlier in Parshas Vayakel the Chumash Shemais, so the Pesach says, over there the Nesim they brought the stones that were put on the uh, on the chayshen, each shaved, each nasi for each shaved, brought his stone for his corresponding shavet. And of course, we know the chazal that it's uh, Nasim is written without a yud because they were nisatzel, they were lazy, and they said, "Let's wait for Klal to bring, and then we'll we'll bring we'll bring uh, we'll bring whatever is needed to bring." So who said, "All you could bring is the stones," and and took away the uh, the yud from their name. And yet here we see the opposite: this tremendous arichus. Why? says the Chavetz Chaim, because over there, so there was a sense of competition, where they said, okay, you know what, let's see what Kali Yishol is going to bring, and we're going to outshine them, we're going to bring much greater stuff, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wasn't happy with that, he doesn't want to see competition, he wants to see Achdus, but over here, Chazal tells us that the Nasi of Shevet Yisach, and Hassan al-Bensur, he said to the Nasiim, instead of each person, trying to outdo the other, let's all go together by Achdus, we're each going to bring the same exact carbon, and that, the tremendous kach, The Chazal say him, kach, zelaze, is shuli. They say normally that a carbon yochet is not daych Shabbos, but here Kaddish Baruch Hu said that the nasiim they can bring the carbon even on Shabbos, as the pasuk says, no layoib, no layoib, even on Shabbos, they were allowed to bring the carbon yachid because it brought the Ibrahim Shalolim, such tremendous nachas, the fact that they lived together, that they acted together with the Achdus. And the Chavetz Chaim says a beautiful marshal. there was a father who was a wealthy and powerful man. And he had a few sons, who tried to, who tried to tried their way in business, to make money. And they were each in tremendous competition with the other. Who can make more money? And that caused a lot of Agmas Nefesh to their father. Why are you fighting with each other until a wise man says to them, instead of fighting and trying to outdo the other, why don't you all join together as partners and work together in harmony and that's going to make your father happy that he's actually going to give you from his own wealth and he's going to give you from what he has and you're going to make much, much more money than he would have made now through the competition and the jealousy. So too says the Chavetz Chaim over here, HaKadosh Baruch who says, if you're willing to work together in Achdas, then I too want to join with you. And I want to shower you with bracha. And that is what we see here in the parasha. And I just want to conclude with a beautiful story, a very touching story I heard from Rabbi Bender, who heard it from a friend of his. Who, his wife was ill in the hospital. And he told Rabbi Bender this story uh, after his wife had passed away. They were in the hospital for, for many months and Yom Kippur comes around and in that ward that they were in there were unfortunately quite a few from uh, spouses taking care of their wives' husbands. And it's Yom Kippur and the friend says to Rebender uh, at one point in the afternoon so his wife fell asleep so he said, okay, if she's asleep I can go down to Shul uh, to catch uh, Chach Neila." It's right before Nailah and uh, Chassid HaShayid gets up and he says, if you don't mind Rabbi Yisai, I want to say just a few words before we dive in Nailah. He said, these few months we've all been together here in the hospital and within the next few months we're all going to be leaving. For the most part, we're not going to be leaving with good besuras; We're going to be leaving unfortunately with bad news. He said, but yet during these months that we were here in the hospital, as we look around here in the shul, you'll see there's a fellow with a kippah surga. There's a fellow with an idi Yamaka, There's a chosid. There's a litfak. There's modern orthodox. And we're all here together. We're all in the same boat and we're all brothers. Why is it, says this Yid, that it takes being in the hospital, taking care of a terminally ill family member that we have to join together by Why can't we have this achtas all year round? Even when we're healthy and everything is fine. And... So I was thinking, that's the story, and in y'nabar HaShem, during these past few months, we saw so much achdus in Chal Yisrael, so many beautiful projects that came along here in Flatbush. There were many, many wonderful things, in addition to the uh, first responders to Atzala, were Mice and Nefesh, but also people joined together to support those who were out of jobs. People joined together to help out, to provide meals for those who couldn't. There was so much chesed and so much achdus and this is something that was going on wherever Klai Yisrael was. There was achdus to join together to get through this difficult period. And now, as Baruch Hashem slowly, this difficult period is finally, finally ending. So we can try to take this level of achdus that we felt now, that we're all in this together and the virus doesn't differentiate between any type of person, no matter what type of a yid you are. So we should remember this and take this with us for the future that we're all brothers and we're all together. And when we live together, so we'll get tremendous nach and through that, he'll bench all of us with everything that we need. Thank you very much.